Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. For some, starting a family can take a little extra science, support, and a whole lot of success. At RMA Fertility Centers, you'll find this, along with compassionate fertility specialists and the latest and safest fertility treatments out there. For more than 20 years, RMA's approach to fertility care has been rooted in science and guided through patient-centered care, helping bring one healthy baby at a time to loving families across the U.S., and around the world. With their unparalleled success rates and fertility centers from New Jersey to right here in Santa Monica, California, RMA is the destination for fertility care. Start building your family today, one healthy baby at a time at rmanetwork.com. That's rmanetwork.com. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hello, everybody, and welcome to With Wit. You are (laughs) graced with another solo episode this week. I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm sorry if I sound like so nasally. Hopefully, it sounds like a little bit relaxing. I set the tone in my room. I lit a candle. I turned off the lights. I closed the shades, tried to put in a little ritual into it. I was meditating the other day. I usually listen just to Jeff Warren's Daily Calm and he was talking about rituals and how important it is to do something to set up your space, your environment, your work, your commitment, your task, whatever it is. Like set yourself up, root yourself in, like try not to go into it without being present, without being aware. It's the beginning of the year and I did my first Q&A with you guys on Instagram and there were so many questions about resolutions and changes and how I wanted to learn from what happened last year and what I wanted to implement this year. And one of those things was really working on this podcast actually, and making sure that we had a clear cut direction and making sure that we were giving you information and giving you takeaways that were actually useful and beneficial and things that you could 
bring into your own life. And so I wanted to talk about some of those goals that I had for the new year and get into them a little bit deeper. And the first one was for me, trying not to spiral before I have all the answers. I think that I tend to have anticipation anxiety. I sometimes think about the worst case scenario before it actually happens. And I think about all the different scenarios, actually. Worst, middle, best, like every little different thing that could happen. And I think that that sometimes sets me up for failure. And I know we've talked about this before, but I really think that it's so important that we try to keep ourselves in the moment. I mean, the, the fertility issue, for example, and the anxiety I had before going to the first appointment has been immense. And I don't even have, I haven't even been to the doctor yet. Like the first appointment is in two weeks, but I will say that meditation has helped immensely. Timmy and I are currently doing a challenge, a 30 day challenge, at least 10 minutes a day. Timmy and I either have done it together each day or yesterday I actually went on a drive and went up to the top of Mulholland and parked my car and sat and did the daily calm. And I know, like I've always said that it's something that feels that everybody's telling you, but a 10 minutes a day is, is really nothing. And it's forced me to bring it into my real life. So when I actually have anxiety about the fertility, for instance, I say, oh my gosh, Whitney, but you haven't even had the first appointment yet. Like you don't know what you're working with. You don't have any of the answers in order to make an educated decision. So like what is even the use of spending the time thinking about this? So it's really thinking about it. It's really thinking knowing that there is a way to spin everything, even if something doesn't necessarily work out the way that you saw it happening or the way that you think that other people think it should be happening. And even if it feels like it's the end of something, there is always a way to take out the positivity and growth from an experience. And I know this may sound hard, especially for those of you who are currently dealing with any kind of raw grief issue, as there are so many right now. And it feels like when will any of this grief end or when will the silver lining actually shine through? But we can't go through life in 75 degrees and sunny and really ever enjoying it. Like I think I learned there's so much from Rabbi Leader's episode. If anybody's interested in hearing from Rabbi Leader, it's not a re religious centered podcast by any means. I mean, I am a Jewish person, but it's really more about death and looking at death through a little lens and appreciating it and knowing that everything has to come to an end. And anyways, it didn't have to go there, but it just went there. The second thing was to stop taking things as seriously or as personally. And I think that this is really something that I have to remind myself on a daily basis, but I really try to think about how little anyone is actually thinking about me or what I'm doing versus how much I think they are thinking about me, if that makes sense. I know it may sound complicated, but I really try to tell myself that most importantly, this life is meant to have fun, to smile, to laugh, to dance, to travel, to love and be loved. And 
how much of that I have. Like I reflect on how much of that I really have without like making a gratitude list. Like without that, I really can just like know it just by knowing that I've surrounded myself by these two amazing human beings. Like just the fact that I get to live side by side by them, like is really important for me to not take things so seriously because I already have so many of the things that I didn't know that I could ever have. Like Timmy and I were even talking about this yesterday when we were kind of in recovery from a fight that we were going through, like talking about, we got a little bit off topic and this wasn't really about the fight. This was more about things in life not really going our way. And actually, yeah, me being a 75 degree type of person where if any little thing goes wrong or if there's any kind of criticism, like I kind of spiral or I take it too seriously or I think it's an attack on my character. And I think it's really important that I stop doing that and I take a good hard look at myself. And especially from someone that loves me and someone that I love and someone that respects me and someone that knows me, like to try to take cues from them. But to also when I feel like maybe they're out of place, like to stand up for myself. I also think that the narrative that we think that we're each the main character in the movie version of our lives is not necessarily true. I think that Timmy kind of taught me this, that we're all just really supporting actors in the movie. And yes, like we do see life through only our lens, but not everything is really centered around us. And we need to try to step outside of ourselves and see others' perspectives as much as we possibly can. The next one was about working smarter and not harder. And this isn't necessarily working less. This is just about working differently. I think for me, I want to not devote as much time to my inbox. I want to not focus so much on incoming and completing other people's tasks, but really making sure that there's time for me to complete my own tasks. Yes, of course, your team and your support system deserve to be responded to. And there's obviously a need to be diligent and be on schedule and make things are moving along and progressing, of course. But you also need to make sure that at least for my role, for any role that where you feel like you want to create something, honestly, anything like you need time for inspiration, you need time to create. And I feel like that's something that I haven't necessarily mastered yet, but that's what a resolution is for, right? Like it's only week one of 2022. So that segues into our first section of this three-part episode. I thought it would be fun to do a in-depth update on work, renovation, and fertility. So here goes. And now a word from one of our amazing brand partners I'm so excited to work with. I hope everyone is holding up out there. It seems like we are back to that uncertain feeling of the future right now. It's so unsettling. I'm feeling it right now. I'm trying to find the things to look forward to in the upcoming months, things to feel some positivity. And one thing that is sticking out to me is the winter games are just around the corner. I love watching the Olympics so much. I'm sure you do too. I have so many memories of watching them with my family growing up, the ice skating in particular with my grandparents. I think the winter games may be my favorite. 
this year, I am going to start a new tradition watching them with Sunny and Timmy. Sunny is going to be obsessed with them. I feel like he's at that perfect age and I'm sure will feel like me and want to start a new sport. So to get us looking the part, I am actually working with Macy's. So I'm looking to Macy's.com to shop for our very own Team USA uniforms. So Macy's has so many red, white, and blue pieces from amazing brands, including Ralph Lauren, Timmy's personal fave. He definitely will be getting some of this gear and will be obsessed with it. Tommy Hilfiger, Columbia, Steve Madden, Michael Kors, and more. So go ahead. Let's get filled with spirit. Claim your golden style at Macy's.com slash the edit. That's Macy's.com slash the edit. And now a word about a brand partner bringing this episode to you. So I'm a working mom, which can sometimes give me little time to think of or shop for or prepare a fully thought out meal. Honestly, no time. And I don't really feel that passionate about it. And I know a lot of you experience the same. So enter Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. It makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's literally something for everyone. So yesterday was Sunny's busiest day. He had school from eight to four, taekwondo, and then robotics, and then For me, instead of stressing out about what dinner was going to be, I took that worry completely off my plate, knowing that our green chef was waiting for us at home. It is so convenient with pre-portioned, super easy, and that's a lot for me because I don't follow recipes so well. It's super easy to follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. Go to greenchef.com slash wit130 and use code wit130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash wit130 and use code wit130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. And now let's keep going with the episode. So the first thing I want to talk about is just how exactly I'm planning to work smarter and not necessarily harder, which I know can sound a little bit confusing and controversial, but I really want to focus on the projects that actually make me happy, that make me feel whole, that make me feel like I'm doing something purposeful and the ones that I feel really connected with and like as Melissa Woodhealth would say, like aligned with, because I feel like those are the ones that will actually bloom, you know, and as cheesy as it sounds like just the things that you pay the most attention to or the things that you naturally gravitate towards. And then those get the growth and the love and the tender care. And I think that those projects are the ones that inevitably become the most successful and have the most impact because you are the most passionate about them. So This doesn't necessarily mean like I was saying that I will work less. It just means that I will devote my time to really building my ideas like my little cannabis pop up that I was talking about that I wanted to do or just devoting a little bit of more energy and care into this podcast. I feel like this needs a little bit of 
watering. It needs a little bit of structure. And I think prioritizing our YouTube community and making them feel like important and loved because they are such a huge part of what keeps this engine working and really taking a hard look at what is actually working and what people are responding to and then working and building off those things. I think it's really, really important in work to review your work. I think also in giving myself time to breathe and just be outside and just be a mom and not be so focused on like the more I work, the more I'm going to get out of it. Like I think it's so important to have just as much time like to just be. I do feel like it is when we work too hard that we do that thing that I was talking about where and a lot of people actually respond to this where they feel like they're doing so many different things just in a mediocre way and they're not doing a small amount of things really well. And I think that there's really a fine art about mastering the things that you really love and focusing only on a few things. And I straddle back and forth with that. And I think that's maybe what this year will be a lot of discovery for. It's like figuring out who I really am. Like, you know, a lot of me has the spirit of an entrepreneur and wants to grow businesses and build things and make things and really like hustle to build something bigger than just what I'm doing now. And I think that I'm taking small steps in doing that. And then other parts of me just wants to like, you know, kind of live in the wilderness and like live a really simple life. And so I think what I also continue to tell myself is one, like it's okay to want those two things that we're no one thing. Like we are going to want different things in life and some of them are going to like counteract each other and they're not going to make sense and they're going to conflict with one another and you have to kind of make a decision one way or the other and then not be resentful or remorseful of the decision that you made. And I feel like for me, I'm devoting this part of my life, like I'm 36 years old, to really working and building something and actually like doing something that I can look back on and be proud of. And I think even if that's only just one thing, that that's good enough. Like I want to really fine tune those things this year, like those things that I really feel passionate about and master those. Some people wonder how I keep myself organized with my new priorities and how I'm enacting everything. And I think one practical tip is just something that anyone can add into their portfolio is Asana, which I've talked about, which is a to-do list platform that you can share and you can update and you can upload things to. And it's really wonderful way to organize lists with team members. I also really do believe that for any freelancers or people working from home that I try to keep up chunk of my Monday as like an organizational foundational day for the rest of the week. I feel like this can be really, truly grounding. And I also believe in a four-day work week, just putting that out there. But a little update on Cozy Co. We have a new collection that's launching the last week of January. I'm so excited for this. We have some really great pops of color this like bright raspberry, beautiful magenta pink waffle, soft, gorgeous fabric. We're working with fabrications that Avalon had in-house. So there were cycled fabrics, which I'm really excited to get into. And we're basically doing like a long sleeve, little slimmer version of the dad sweatshirt and this really soft waffle fabric. And then we have a hoodie and we have a cargo sweat with an elastic waist. And we have a really awesome like grandpa style cardigan, a 
wide leg sweat that's just like cool and grungy and chic and then a really awesome comfortable terry trench that i'm interested to see what people think about so we're actually shooting that on friday and then we are launching it last week of january so i'm so excited for that stuff to come so a little reflection on cozy co's it's been almost a year since launch. I think the biggest thing for me is I've learned how important collaboration is and how important respecting the art of collaboration is and really focusing in on it and how important listening is and just thinking beyond yourself, beyond just what you want, beyond just your vision, what you think is actually going to speak to people and make people feel a certain way. I... I have like a little bit of a regret, which I don't really want to talk about because I do like where this podcast is headed. I feel like it's very positive vibes and I like to reflect on things in that way. But I do also feel like it's important to be honest about just a little thought that came to mind as I was organizing for this. And that was that I really do wish that I had gone to fashion school. I wish that I knew how to translate my thoughts and my opinions and my creativity in an actual physical, tangible way and not just through words. I do really believe in the power of cohesive collaboration and working with each other and working towards a common goal and how beyond the product, how that is just so important in keeping strong, like keeping the team morale strong and finding a partner that understands your vision and understands what you mean and that you're on the same wavelength. I do feel like I need to catch up a little bit in terms of like how I exactly express my visions to the design team. I'd like, maybe I take a sketching class and maybe there's something I can do online. Something that I just realized that I could look into and something that could be really fun for me, actually. I did a figure drawing class when I went to Boulder and I loved it. And I actually wish that I had all those figure drawings in charcoal. They were so cool. I think the biggest lesson about working with a team is that it's really just, it's so important to hear everyone out, to take everyone seriously, to speak your truth and be open and honest, but to make sure that you watch how how you're saying it. And I know that that sounds maybe like a little bit anti-feminist. It sounds a little bit like watch your tone. You know, if you say it a certain way, it could be construed differently. But like, I do think that tone goes a long way. And I think that honesty goes a long way it's all about how you say it. And I think being thoughtful before just reacting is important. You'll feel more confident in what you say, and then you won't feel regretful afterwards. Uh, I think it's really important not to let your ego obviously stand in, in the way of what is best for the whole team. As my dad always said growing up, it is so much better to just make a little of a lot than have all of nothing. Sometimes what I tell myself when I feel frustrated with any limitations anybody's giving me, for example, like I really want to design a piece in a certain color, but the fit of the piece is oversized and oversized hasn't necessarily sold well. And numbers are telling us it won't perform, but it's something that I feel really passionate about. And this is really hard. I just have to continue to trust in my partner to know what is best for the future of the company and tell myself that once we 
can grow and prove ourselves more, that we will be able to take more risks and do more things and prove like validity and prove vision. Some things that make me really proud as a founder I feel proud that my original inspiration piece, the dad sweatshirt has been our bestseller. And that's something that's been my vision. And that's something that's, I felt like been the symbol of the collection and really like been the essence of the collection. I feel so grateful that we've been able to design a full collection of insanely delicate and good for the earth organic fabrics, which is so hard to do. And it's so hard to do in like a semi-affordable way. And I believe we've really built a community of awesome women and an awesome team that are thriving and creating by dressing people with what feels good for their soul, both like on them and just like inside. And I never want to knock fast fashion. I support all realms of the fashion industry and wear many fast fashion brands. But I think that there's so much time and attention that goes into a little small boutique company that does things in small batches in a really responsible way. And there are a lot of hurdles in this industry, but I'm so proud of the mark that we've been able to make in just a year. Some new things that I would love to do this year are source some new organic fabrications. If anybody is out there in the textile industry, please hit me up. I feel like we are doing such a great job at translating Terry and trying to show how many different shapes you can wear it in and how cozy it can be. And it's a really beautiful and soft organic option that takes color really well. But I'd love to find some interesting new fabrications and do more of the dead stock fabrications, the fabrications that are recycled in the Avalon studios. I would like to work on packaging and gifting in a responsible way without like a lot of stuff involved. But I think beautiful packaging and gifting is a way to stand out as a brand. And I think that's a hard thing to do as an eco-friendly company. So I want to figure out a way around that. I also want to utilize Cozy Co to highlight those who have strong voices, but don't necessarily have like a funnel to like display them. So I was thinking like, is there a really awesome, cool like dancer that we could cast for the next launch and tell their story and have them like do some sort of cool performance in Cozy Co pieces. I would just really like to focus on how people feel their coziest and how that can empower them to do what makes them feel alive. Okay. So that's a little bit about my work update and reflection and what I want to work on. So next we are going to get into our renovation, fun stuff, but now a word from our sponsor. Okay, need to talk to you more about the Inky List. If you're a regular subscriber and listener, you've heard about my positive experience with it. They have just launched an amazing product duo that will keep your skin hydrated for longer. Honestly, truthfully, seriously, all the things adding these products into my skincare routine has made my skin so hydrated in this desert of winter, therefore so much more healthy and supple. And as you know, I love hyaluronic acid serums, but now I love, love, love the Inky List Hyaluronic Acid Cleanser. It deeply cleans and keeps my skin hydrated. And it's just one product that's in my shower that I get so excited to use. Honestly, 
honestly, the real hero in my life right now is the Omega Water Cream. I've been doing my skincare more lately because I've been at home and had a little bit more time and my skin is loving it. In my normal day-to-day, I don't wear a lot of face makeup. and, And so this really keeps it looking fresh without needing any. I need the hydration nonstop. Like I was saying, this winter is so dry. The Omega water cream is just the best. It's so lightweight. It doesn't feel like I'm caking more and more onto my skin. It's a hydrating moisturizer. It takes away creases. It quickly absorbs and locks in all of that hydrating goodness, leaving you with a naturally dewy complexion. If you all need some help making your dry skin glowy and moisturized, head over to theinkylist.com to get your hydrating dream duo now. Great for all skin types. The Inky List. Knowledge, your most powerful ingredient. Okay, let's get back to it. The renovation situation. We found the house, what is it, a year and a half ago now? It feels like it's been so long, but we worked with our best friend, Sam Pluchart, who's a realtor at the agency and found this place. We just were in the middle of the pandemic and obviously we're struggling for space and just have continually had conversations with our business manager about real estate. And I want to get into actually some financial stuff on this and maybe possibly have our business manager on as a guest on here. Cause I think a lot of people do have questions about saving and starting that journey together as a family and what that process looked like for us. But our business manager has always told us how, you know, real estate is just such a good investment. So we thought, well, let's invest in something like utilize the renovation because we love to do it and we're creatives and we want to do it and also be able to make content out of it into a YouTube series, which we're coming out with soon, by the way, it's going to follow along the fertility journey and the renovation. But We found it close to where we live. It's a 1920s Spanish style house. We are honestly just getting started. So there hasn't been like the most hurdles, but we were advised to hold off a little just because of all the shipping delays and extra cost of materials and labors last year. I feel like anybody that's been dealing with renovation may know about this. Our brother-in-law is actually in construction in Georgia and advised us to do this. And also we were just taking our time with plans and we actually did need an architect because we were adding an additional unit and ADU instead of our garage. So that requires plans and permits. But in the meantime, yeah, we've secured our contractor and architect and they're currently working on permits, but we have most of the house pretty much designed. We did this a while ago during quarantine. And so I'm already feeling like I'm going to be making some changes, but there haven't been any major, major hiccups. The only thing that I can foresee is we, it has a huge terrace. And when I say huge, I mean like really steep hill. There's not really much you can do except for exciting landscaping. Like hopefully we'll be able to do some beautiful hardscapes and plant maybe, I don't know, this is like dream world, like a little dipping pool, some a beautiful garden, like little meditation perch. I don't know. Timmy wants a putting green. These are all like dream, dream, dreams. But I just foresee dealing with that hillside to be an issue. 
there's like a lot of uneven brick and concrete and weeds and it backs up into where Timmy's office will be. And we're basically getting rid of an entire planter and like uprooting all the brick out of the ground so that he can have doors that open outside to the terrace. And so I'm just worried about what that is going to dig up. The most enjoyable part has been the design that we worked on originally with Marie Flanagan who gave design direction, but it will be more of a collaboration just because like I said, we designed it during quarantine and things have changed and new products have come about. We're working with a lot of cool new partners. We really want to go the route, like I was saying, of the Spanish stucco slash plaster cave vibe situation. We pulled the majority of the inspiration for the house during quarantine. So I did a lot of Pinteresting and I have a board called Sunshine Terrace with all the inspiration on it. If you feel so inclined and interested, we also pulled some aspects from one of our favorite places, Las Ventanas in Cabo. They have the most beautiful, insane opalescent glass within all cream, beautiful stucco and dark wood accents. And it's just so romantic and beautiful and classic and traditional and just really feels like the essence of what like the true nature of the house is. We haven't gone to furniture yet, but some places I have my eye on are Orange here in LA. I've been wanting to go there forever. Nikki Kehoe here in LA. We have friends, shout out and England who do Industry West. They designed for Industry West, which is an amazing furniture company. I also love Lit Concept House here in Los Angeles in the Valley. And then I haven't been into interior design shops in so long. And it's really like my most fun thing ever, just wandering for hours, not even realizing how much time has gone by. But we are adding, like I was saying, the additional unit, the ADU. And right now there's a garage and the layout of the house just has in the first floor, a living room and one bedroom. And then you have to go outside to get to the second bedroom downstairs, which will be Tim's office. But we thought eventually for resale value, and we have no plans on reselling it anytime soon, that if a young family were to move into this house, that they would likely want to be on the same level together. So now when you walk into the house, there will be a master bedroom to the right side, which will be my office. And then there will also be an entrance to a bedroom slash ADU unit to the left. As soon as we start breaking ground, which will hopefully be in the next month, depending on approval of permits, and we start to make final selections of products for each space, that's when I will really feel like it's real. And I feel like That will be the most fun part. And I just am so excited to be in a space with no distraction. You know, like even right now I'm in my house. I know Sunny's outside watching TV, which I sort of feel guilty about. And like Timmy's working on a video in the other room. And I wonder like what they're doing. Does Sunny have enough snacks? Is like, is he bored? Like, should I not be doing this? And I feel like just having that in the back of my head blocks me a little bit. Like you can't really fully be doing something if you're thinking about that. And so my head doesn't really feel like it's fully committed sometimes to what it's creating. And I want that presence. And I just feel most excited for that freedom there. And that feeling like at the end of the day, like, oh my God, I'm so excited to actually go home, you know? And now a message from a partner. 
Okay. So after I had Sunny and continuing since then, I've been experienced hair loss and lately it's been getting worse. It just feels like when I shower, hair is just coming out in clumps in the shower. And I decided that I really needed to do something about this. Like I had to look into taking something for this. So I am so happy I found Vegamore. Vegamore is a transformative, 100% vegan and takes a clean, holistic approach to hair health that leverages smart botanicals clinically proven to promote visibly thicker, fuller, longer looking hair. Vegamore's Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit and Grow Serum work together to create visibly thicker hair and improve hair from the roots. It's so easy to use. Just massage the shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds. I'm doing it right now with my hands. And then follow up with the conditioner for prime results. Follow up your wash routine with a daily dropper full of the serum. So apply to your scalp, rub it in, and done. The Grow Plus Advanced Hair serum is probably my favorite. The application process is so quick, which helps me stay accountable with using it. It reduces the appearance of shedding. And I have definitely noticed, thank goodness that my shower drain is thanking me too. So is Timmy. 91% of customers say that they've actually seen visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months of use. I've been using Vegamore and already love it. You will too. Like my hair is in such good shape right now. Start your journey to longer, fuller looking hair. Go to vegamore.com slash with wit and use code with wit to save 20% on your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash with wit code with wit to save 20% at vegamore.com slash with wit. And now back to the chat. Motherhood. It's such like a loaded word, right? Like comes with so many different feelings, but honestly, For me right now, we've been home a lot and watching his attention span grow has been so enlightening and amazing. Like being able to do activities and watch him paint and watch him do ABC mouse and watch him want to bead with me or color with me. Like that has been so awesome and rewarding. Like having kids want to play with him, like seeing him at the park is really one of the most rewarding things. And I think watching him there like allows me to get to see him really in such a real light. And I see him be goofy and he's just really given me such a major sense of gratitude so far this year after what was a really hard end of last year. And I just want to continue to soak that in, especially for this next journey to just continue to be so grateful for him and to remember his presence and know that we've got him, you know? So I think that's really helping me get through. I think that Timmy and I have been rocking this. Yesterday was a hard day. We got into a little bit of a thing, but that's just because like I've been saying, we've been home more, we've been on each other more. Tones can get misunderstood and things can get like blown out of proportion, especially when I I don't let Timmy walk away. But like in terms of motherhood and Timmy and parenting, Sunny, like 
we're really on the same page. I think that sometimes maybe for me being the disciplinarian doesn't really come as easily and I don't have the words as clearly as Timmy does. So Timmy sometimes has to like urge me or nudge me to set more boundaries and not let Sunny take advantage. But we haven't really run into like any major differences in terms of how we raise Sunny and parenting philosophies. I think in a silly way, like Timmy probably thinks I shouldn't give him as many sweets or like bribe him with as much food, but that's true. And like Timmy and I have been talking about, I have to take like those minor pieces of criticism and not think that they're like completely character defining. It's just funny because I totally thought I'd be a health nut with him and I'm really not. Like I just remember growing up not being super restricted and I feel like that there's there there's definitely a middle ground. Like the sleep has been decent. Like for me, it's okay. Sunny comes in in the middle of the night and I usually am deeply sleeping at least a little bit more than Tim. And so Tim wakes up and we'll go into the bed with him and sleep the rest of the night with him, which is not ideal because the bed's small and Sunny kicks him and the issue just is that we're falling asleep with Sonny in his bed or rather Sonny is falling asleep while we're in there with him. We have to lay with him until he's asleep. So he falls asleep with us. So then when he wakes up in the middle of the night and sees that we're not there, he gets scared and comes in and gets us. So really we shouldn't be in the room falling asleep with him, but we're not really sure exactly what else to do. We've tried so many different things. If you have any tips, feel free to let me know. But we try to stick to his process that at least makes him going to sleep easier and shorter, really sticking to his routine of bath and then books with a little bit of a snack in there and like some milk if he wants it or some water, but like about four books and then we do a song and then we just lay until he falls asleep. And I think right now it's just one of those phases. You have a toddler, it's inevitable. You're going to deal with certain sleep issues. Like I'm lucky to mostly be able to sleep through the night. And then when Sunny wakes up in the morning, I'll wake up with him. Though this morning, actually, Timmy and Sunny slept till 8.30. And I was up at 6 and I'm so tired. But yeah, kind of blank on the sleep tips, to be perfectly honest, really looking for those. Right now, we are doing a lot of, like I was saying, ABC Mouse, some KiwiCo, which you guys should look into. I've done tons of ads for them, but they have really amazing kits and they're just enriching and awesome and quality and cool. And also just like, I love watching him at the park thrive. Like I was saying, I love taking him for a treat and watching him like devour something. I really love bedtime. It's calming and relaxing and it feels like we have each other's undivided attention and also our drives to school. It feels like that's become this time when he's reflected on the day previously. It's like school somehow fresh in his mind or he's thinking about what he's just about to get into. And so he starts to tell me about his day in the morning and that's been really nice. In terms of his interests, I would say, I don't know. It's such a hard question. It's like you want your kid to be like kind of this savant and have this interest from a young age and be able to nourish that. But we haven't really tried to push any of that. We really want to 
expose him to as many things as possible for him to just know that so many things are out there and see what he naturally gravitates to. And right now it's been school, it's been an art class, it's been Taekwondo, it's been a robotics class, and it's been music. And I would say the thing that he loves the most right now that he never complains about going like will literally run in there and doesn't even say goodbye or look back at me is his robotics class. So there's something there. Like, I don't know exactly what that leads to, but he made like this cool dancing turkey and then a drawing chicken. And he just has so much fun, like building things. So I don't know, engineer in some sort of way, not a hundred percent sure how to nourish that right now, but just continuing to like be curious to it and listen to him and try to like see what the next steps of that are. And then have that also help us inform what school he then goes to, because that's a process that we're going to be digging into right now. He will go into kindergarten in fall of 2023. So we still have some time, but it's really time to start looking. We have an idea, but still we want to do the research. Anyways, that is the three-part series of this new solo episode all about work, renovation, and the fertility, parenthood, motherhood situation. I hope you enjoyed it. For me, it felt so much more structured and clear-cut, and I felt like I could actually really express myself freely and clearly. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did. Thank you so much. Continue to rate this and review it and let me know when you want to hear more of and and subscribe to us. And uh, thank you for being here. Have a lovely rest of your week and I'll see you next time on With Wit. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.